Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by the HockeyThinkTank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. This is the 250th episode of our podcast and uh, I don't know. I'm feeling a little proud right now. I'm feeling a little proud. Like this is, it's amazing that we've been doing this over four years now and 250 episodes. And uh, it's funny. Like, so obviously, you know, from looking at the title, Paul Stastny is, is on the podcast and a good friend of, of, of ours and the best friend of Jeff growing up. And, you know, one of the things we talked about was longevity and the longevity of his career. And, and I feel like four years doing a podcast is some pretty good longevity. Um, we've been grinding at it and, and doing it because we love it. And uh, we're so excited to bring you episode 250 with such a unbelievably awesome dude in Paul Stasny. And just uh, if you don't know who he is, um, he is a national champion at the University of Denver. He is a veteran of over 1,100 NHL games. He has over 800 points in his career. He is a U.S. Olympian. He is a current player for the Carolina Hurricanes who will be going on a cup run here this year and just an all-around awesome human. Before we do get over to Staz, let's bring on the talent of the podcast, though. A one, Jeffrey. Big tats. Hot guy. No tooth. Jehu, Lovechkio, Vex, what's up today, dude? <laughs> Episode 250. What's up, man? That's crazy. That's honestly crazy. We've had 250 episodes. Like, what? Do you remember like episode one? We had no yes. idea what we were doing. Yes, I get asked Zero all the idea. time, how did you start a podcast? I go, I remember where I was sitting. Tove called me and said, dude, you want to do a podcast? And I was like, I have no idea what that means, but yes, let's do it. <laughs> and we started doing it. I remember where I was sitting at my kitchen counter at my, my old house, the, the right at the end of the summer uh, off season when, when I write the season that I retired. And I was just like, dude, we don't know what we're doing. I, I went through like 15 different headset microphone setups oh God, before, that's I, right. before we finally decided to just buy nice microphones. Like, why did we wait this Like long? 120 what? episodes in. Dude, like what? The, I feel like it was even further than that. It was like ridiculous. Like we, I was like, looked like a secretary at like some place that's trying to steal people's credit cards. Like, <laughs> like it was just so ridiculous and the sound was awful, but here we are, 250. If you're listening still from day one, we appreciate you. If you're new, we appreciate you too. Absolutely, man. I mean, that's why we do this podcast to make a positive impact on the hockey world. And I, I can't thank everybody listening enough because it is like, and I'm sure you would agree, man, like this is one of the best parts of my week is getting the chance to talk to you, getting the chance to talk to the people that we bring on and, and just learn from them, get a little bit inspired and and then the feedback that we get from everybody that listens on how it's made an impact on their life or their kid's life, or if it's a kid, their parents' life or coaches, like, um, it's amazing. Just even I've, and this has happened to you too. I've walked in rinks and people don't know who I am, but they know my voice from the podcast and they'll hear me. I've, it's happened like five, six times. Like, are you, are you Topher? I like, it sounds <laughs> so like I listen to the podcast. I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh man, I, 
I've, I've learned so much and this and that, and uh, it's just really, really cool. And so we just want to thank you guys so much for supporting our podcast and, and helping it to, to reach the heights that it has at 250 episodes. We've had over a million downloads, um, get to bring on unbelievable guests like, like Staz here and, um, just very, very grateful for all the support that we've gotten from everybody out there. And, and hopefully we can continue to do another 250 more and, and continue to make that impact and, and just can't thank you guys enough for tuning in. So true. We love it. We started this just hoping to help some people when hockey was like, I felt like it was real crazy, but that's also because I was like in youth hockey for that year. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, we need to, I need somewhere to vent. I need somewhere to talk about what is happening. <laughs> Everything I'm seeing is so redonkulous right now. We need to talk about this. And you were you were in the same boat too. So it uh, it also probably helped both of us not kill someone um, in the youth hockey scene as well. But yeah, we're loving it. And this episode is awesome. Uh, Staz is an unbelievable person, unbelievable hockey player. So smart. Yeah, so smart. I played with Staz all growing up from like, I think our first year together is probably like squirts. And then I played with him all the way through juniors, except maybe like one year in there, I think. Um, and uh, smartest hockey player I've, I've ever been on the ice with. Um, it's not even close. Uh, best hockey player I've ever been on the ice with. Not even close. And uh, he's got some sick dance moves, too. So that that bodes well uh, in his favor. <laughs> Oh God, that's funny. Yeah, this was this was a fun episode for sure. Um, and and obviously we got the chance to have Staz on and 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 to have someone of his caliber of hockey to talk some hockey is is really, really cool. But kind of going back to episode 250, man, like I think one of the things we really wanted to do, or I, I would say two of the things that we really wanted to do when we really started this podcast was number one, have like a really diverse set of guests to to bring on and and hopefully that's been able to um shine through you know we've done episodes on mental health we've done episodes on you know how to plan your day and productivity we've done episodes on you know some really really tough topics that uh you know like abuse and and things like that and and um you know you never know what somebody's going to take out of every episode right and and that's been really really cool to, to be able to have so many different guests from different walks of life that have had all these different experiences on here. And, and the other thing is that like, I, I hope, and, and from the people that I talk to who listen to the podcast, especially for the people that listen to it a lot is that we're not, we're a hockey podcast, but we're not just talking hockey and we're giving people things, whether it's through our experiences or the experiences that of our guests that we bring on that they can use in every aspect of their life. And um, that's like the coolest thing for, for me is when we do talk to people who are like, you've really helped me through a marriage or helped me through a, a really, really rough time as a parent in my kid's youth hockey career because he was depressed because a coach, you know, was treating him like crap. Uh, those are really, really cool things. I feel, I don't know it, like for you, if that's something that you've kind of noticed too, but two goals of ours coming in, like just bring on as many awesome guests from different walks of life. And, and hopefully we can teach people through these guests and, and through our experiences about, you know, ways to make their lives maybe a little bit happier or make them a little bit better at what they do. Yeah, dude, totally. And the, the, 
the interaction too with so many of you. I've I've had so many conversations in person at rinks when I was coaching, people stopping by in my gym when they come from out of town. Um, you know, in the DMs on my Instagram and Twitter, like people reaching out and and talking to me about something they heard on the show or asking questions or thanking us for having on such and such guest or or providing expert insight, mainly for myself. Um, we um, love 100% that. from you. It's not from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love that impact. And it's it's been a really cool journey. And yeah, thanks for everybody listening to, to 250. And here's the 250 more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so we were going to get to the podcast here, but we have some people to thank first. Uh, we do want to thank Gelsticks, our title sponsor, G-E-L-S-T-X.com. And thank you to them. Uh, if you go there and you use the coupon code THINKTANK, you will get a discount on what Gelsticks has to offer, which is weighted training sticks and weighted training lacrosse sticks and weighted training golf clubs. Jeff uses them, NHL teams use them, junior teams use them, college teams use them. Um, just an unbelievable product. They've been with us for so long in, in supporting the podcast. We can't thank them enough for being the first first kind of, I guess you can say, first sponsor to really jump on to, to what we were doing. And so thanks to Lounzy and, and for those guys um, for hopping on and uh, go to gelsticks.com help support and, help support the boys and it's pretty cool uh a guy who listens to our podcast playing the ohl right now unbelievable kid i've had a bunch of different coaching calls with him over the last two years he got a gel stick a few months ago it's probably been 60 days now and that at his rink they have a rapid shot so it, it yeah so it it's literally like objective metrics on every shot and uh not only after after um only two weeks his his shot went up three miles per hour and his release time was quicker and this is an ohl player trying to get an nhl contract right now yeah yeah it's crazy he sent me the the metrics sent me text he's like dude i love this thing and uh one of my clients in the nhl place with montreal canadians chris weidman not a big deal he was khl d-man of the year two to three years ago um, three seasons ago, and he went at, brought the gel stick everywhere. The, the team trainers knew, like, we have to bring Wyvin's gel stick because he had to warm up before games with it. So I use them in my gym. They're awesome. Uh, we also want to thank Train Heroic. Train Heroic's where I house all of my different training programs, um, teams, organizations. I actually just had two organizations reach out to me today um, via Twitter. Yeah. Um, so talking to them about hooking them up and helping them, you know, train for a much cheaper price. Train Heroic quality, well. Yeah, quality coaching, quality training all through Train Heroic. So thank you to Train Heroic. Uh, also want to thank Cure Nutrition. That's a CBD company that I'm with. I've been using them for eight months, nine months now. Um, use it every single day. I use it multiple times a day. Um, I use a dropper, the tincture. Um, I've also had their uh, their morning drinks. So like it can replace your coffee and the energy and the clarity that you feel for them is unbelievable. So if you're looking to uh, try some CBD out, try out Cured Nutrition, head to their website, curednutrition.com. My discount code is obviously GMBM. Obviously, duh, D- duh. And I mean, if, you, if you ask for GMBM discount anywhere, you got like at least a thirty-three percent odds you're going to get it. All right, I stand by that. McDonald's? <laughs> no. <laughs> gotcha. I <laughs> uh, also want to thank IceHockeySystems.com. These guys are amazing. It's such an amazing website. Um, if you want to get better as a coach, if you even want to get better as a player, this site is incredible. We have teamed up with IceHockeySystems.com to do a associations tab where you can get 
thousands of drills. You can get a white, a white. Oh my gosh, I can never say Hello? this. <laughs> Dealer, <Hello>? it's me. <laughs> um, a drill drawing tool, which is like a whiteboard where you can draw up all your drills, you can store them, you can send them to all your coaches. And uh, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal website. Uh, go to the associations tab. You can get it for all the coaches in your organization and all of the parents because they have access to the Hockey Think Tank Parent Survival Guide. So hockey directors out there, you want some parents for, or you want some info for the parents that can help make your life a lot easier just because it will help them navigate the youth hockey process. Um, this is a phenomenal tool to have. So go to icehockeysystems.com, look up the associations tab and thank you to all of you. We already said it, um, but it can't be said enough. Episode 250. We are so thankful to to be able to do this once a week and uh we just really enjoyed doing this for an hour and, and being able to talk to some awesome guests and and through that being able to talk to you and helping you through your problems or maybe inspire you a little bit um or even just have a little perspective on this crazy thing called life or this really crazy thing called youth hockey <laughs> and so uh we just appreciate you guys so much vex before we head over to Staz, you got anything else to add no <laughs> Pause. Pause. Uh, Yeah, I was thinking, no, you you killed it. All right, good stuff, guys. So, without further ado, here we go with current Carolina Hurricane Paul Stastny. We are so excited to have on this 250th episode of the Hockey Think Tank podcast. He's back for another round. Paul Stastny, Stas, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me, boys. Nice to be here. Current guest. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Sounds nice. Make it twice. Uh, <laughs> I have my first question for you is actually, who does number two work for? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, who does number two work for? <laughs> You're going to blow out your O ring, buddy. <laughs> Awesome powers for those of you who are thinking we're three idiots right now. Uh, but Stats, how's it going, man? Like, we're so excited to have you back on. And uh, obviously, we've we've known you for a long time. You and Vex have been besties since uh, your playing days back in the good old STL. So I think the first question I have for you is, do you have anything embarrassing on my friend Jeffrey over here that you don't think has been said yet? On the podcast, uh, what hasn't been said? I think I, I think I only listen to podcasts just to hear him toot his own horn. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's all the one-liners that you start laughing because whether he was, I don't even know, twelve years old or seventeen-year-old or thirty-seven years old, nothing's changed. And I think that's kind of that's what makes him who he is. And some people are probably like, "Oh my god, is this guy for real?" But like, once you get to know me, you kind of just laugh it off. That's the personality. <laughs> I love it. Remember Vex when we first kind of started this? This was yeah. like a year in. We had like a humble brag jar for you. So like every yeah, time you made a right. humble brag, we had to put like 20 bucks in the jar. That's right. Like the other day, somebody asked me how many online hockey players I was working with. And I said 800. And I said, what's up? <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I just do it again? All right. I'll put them in the jar. <laughs> is that is that from like the American Pride rule of three? Like how men always overestimate by three people. No, no, that. I had to actually count it up. I had to count it up. I did it. And I was like, oh man, that's actually pretty dope. So, so you have yeah, 800 people that you're working with online. Yeah. Online. That's sick, man. Congratulations. Yeah. You also got, you're also, you got the blue check mark. So that's, what you know, it's, oh, it ain't easy being cheesy. <laughs> Dude, I watched that yesterday. The did longest you? yard. What a movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Very man. quotable. Why, why can't I be quarterback? Throw me the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Brucey. Yeah. That's. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so back, back to the pod here. So Staz, like, it's funny. Like one of the questions I wanted to ask you coming on to this now is uh, we had Eric fair on the podcast. What was that about a month or two ago? Vex, um, yeah, a guy man. who played, you know, a ton of NHL games. And and for me, like, I feel one of the hardest things to do in any profession, but certainly playing professional sports is longevity and being able to do it for as long as you have. And, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to ask you, like, what do you think attributes to the fact that you've been able to play for so long? Because not only is it a physical grind, but it's a mental grind. And, you know, now you got kids and, and a family and, and things change when that happens too. So like, um, just jumping right into it, like, you know, you've played with a lot of guys that have played a long time. You've also played with a lot of guys who fizzled out. You've seen a lot of different things in, in your time in the NHL. What if like, if you had advice for somebody or what, what do you feel like has kind of led to you being able to play so long at this high of a level? Yeah, I think it's like, uh, you just got to be smart. I think it's about, it's kind of like watching the older guys, watching the guys that have done it well. So when early in my career, I was the youngest guy on the team for, as me and Wolski for two or three years, we're the two youngest guys with the ass. We had a bunch of older guys. And I still remember like watching, uh, like LaPerriere is a perfect example. Ian LaPerriere was a great two-way player, checking line guy, kind of, you know, one of those guys that, I mean, blocked pucks with his face a few times, but he would Literally. do that. Fight. Yeah, he would fight anybody. But I remember him watching him and, uh, you know, he used to eat whatever during the season. And all of a sudden, like as he got older, he kind of started changing his diet a little bit. He'd always kind of joke around, you know, he's like, look at this body, 32 years old, a couple of kids, this and that. But he changed his diet as he got older. You know, he wouldn't drink as much. He'd, he'd take care of his body. He'd stretch. He'd cool down. He'd warm up a lot longer. And stuff like that, you kind of remember just because, you know, when you're younger, you don't have to do that stuff. You don't need, you know, you just kind of do a soccer warm up and you're out there and you can do it. And then I think you keep playing, you just, you're always kind of learning tidbits from the best players and they don't have to be the best players on team skill wise, they could be the guys that have been there the longest. They could be the best role players, you know, or to me, it's just kind of listening. I had my dad, I had my brother and I'd always listen to them. They'd always kind of like feed me like bits of information that I always kind of kept in the back of my mind. And I'd kind of always use those. And I've gotten older. I've learned kind of adapt. I've, I think I've, as I've gotten kids and got married, it's almost easier in a sense because you're not, you have an excuse not to go out. You're going to bed. <laughs> so in that sense, like you're tired in a different way. But at the same time, like you can focus on hockey when you have to rank and when you get home, you can kind of like clear your mind a little bit. So that helps out with the mental part of the game, but it's just kind of, you know, watching the successful people and kind of like, whether it's picking their brains or kind of just asking them or learning from them. I love that. I, I remember I've said it on this podcast once or twice before, but after my freshman year, I got invited to uh, the Capitals development camp. And the first thing the coach said at the time, he walked in and he goes, Guys, the best thing all of you have going for you is that you don't have a wife and kids. And the worst thing you all have going for you is that you don't have a wife and kids. And I was like, what the? F I was looking around the room like, did, any did this guy just have a stroke? What's going on here? <laughs> and then as I got older, I, every year I was like, I got older and my roles switched with that stuff. And I was like, I totally get what he's saying now. Like, totally get that. That's, that's funny. But uh, Tof, dude, something that that Staz is unbelievable with talking about, like noticing those things, working with him over, uh, you know, over the last couple of summers a bit here, too. He's always asking questions. Why, why, why this? Why this way? Like, like, what is the purpose of doing this? Why are we like 
And, and a lot of athletes, they don't, they don't do that. But when you know the why and you're invested in what you're doing and you believe in it, you're going to get more out of it and you're going to keep your body healthier. And I'm sure he's that way with like his whole game, like studying it and stuff like that, because I played a poly, you know, all growing up, like squirts all the way through juniors pretty much, except for like maybe one year there or something. And, uh, from a, from a watching him play, dude, he, you, he, he puts himself in positions on the ice that are like, he, nobody else puts themselves in those positions. He, he knows where things are going to go before they go there. Like no one I've ever seen before. It's actually insane. I think that's part of the reason that your body has held up. Like as long as it has too to play, do you play 1100 games? It's yeah. insane. <laughs> I, I think like the, why, like, that's where my, my dad gets, I mean, I probably get from my dad, but I'm like with everything I do, I, like I, I kind of, whether it's hockey, whether it's real estate finance, I'm kind of asking questions. I just, I'd rather like, you're never the, the smartest guy. You always want to learn. You can always learn from people, right? Like the smartest people, whether they're younger than you, older than you, but like, just give me a reason, just tell me why. And if it works, then I'll trust you. So I always like having coaches, like the best coach I ever had would tell you something and then they show you video or they tell you play would work. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh wow. The guy just like showed me something. It worked on the ice. Now I trust him even more. Like he knows what he's talking about. You know, you could have so many people that say like, you know, bear down, you know, try to score goals. Like we need you to be better here, be better there. Like, yeah. I mean, everyone's trying, man. Everyone's trying to score goals. Everyone's trying to win games. Everyone's trying to stop the puck. Like you don't think we're not trying like I, that. Those drive me nuts. But like when someone can find video clips, you know, show you or show you as a line. It's like, hey, you know, when you guys are closer together, all five, all three forwards are closer together, puck support, you actually get the puck um, and you kind of come up with speed. When you get separated too much, like when I was younger, sometimes I would think like to play faster, you'd have to almost get farther away from the puck. But what, all you do is isolate yourself and you're kind of stuck in no man's land. Like the best teams, a lot of times, always have kind of like five guys in the picture and it's just those four foot passes, but all of a sudden they all come out together and you have more options, you have more speed. But then when you hear that and you see it, it's like, oh, it does make sense. And then like, that's just, it's kind of always been in my, in my nature. And same thing with like Bex was saying, with like working out, it's like when I was younger, we were younger, our workouts are very simple, right? It's like, you would just, it was kind of Olympic lifting, but there's no, like you'd wear like those, remember those weight, those belts you wear for your back. So like if you're doing heavy weights, you would just do that. But like, you didn't really know like how to protect your back or how to do proper form. And then all of a sudden, like when you, change a couple of things or ask a couple of questions and you figure out why it works. Then like everything starts clicking all of a sudden, whether it's working out, whether it's hockey, whether it's life, like all these things kind of connect together in one way or another. So um, that's just kind of been my mentality, always trying to learn, always trying to just observe it. That's what my dad always said when I was younger. He's like, you were very observant. You were quiet, but like you'd always have kind of your ears and eye open. You'd always kind of like be quiet. And then eventually you'd ask questions. It's got- so true. The guys at Omaha used to call him Statsny. The older guys, our first year, like uh, Yale Lewis, you know, he's like, we're Statsny. <laughs> you know what, though? In fact, how many times have I said it now, like on the pod? I, I feel like one of the biggest commonalities of high performing people, and I'm not just talking about hockey players, I'm talking about business people, doctor, whatever, like people in their field, is curiosity. I think curiosity is like such a unbelievable skill or character trait to have because then it just gets in it. First of all, you're coachable. 
because you want to learn new information. You're not stuck in your ways. And especially in hockey, hockey's always evolving. Every year you can be learning something new. You can find a little trick that that can help you with your game in, in some capacity. And all the players that I've worked with that asked a lot of questions, um, they they got better. <laughs> they they added things to your game. And and I think when you marry that stats to what you were saying with like a coach that loves to do that too, coach that loves to show, a coach that loves to teach. I mean, that is what development is at the end of the day. It's a two way everybody always talks about development, development, development. And when there's a relationship that's a two-way street between the player and the coach. And they both want to ask questions. They both want to learn from each other. They both want to get a little bit deeper. Like that, I feel like is the, you know, the sweet spot when it comes to actually getting better. And and for coaches, like that's how you get better too. When you have guys that ask questions, I mean, a lot of coaches out there, they don't want people asking questions. They want you know, to, to do things the way that I told you to do it. But at the end of the day, you're not getting better as a coach unless you're coaching someone like Staz or somebody that's a challenge the process type player where you're forced to have to prove <laughs> what you're saying is, is going to work. Or yeah, I hear the video clips of what I've seen that I think could do like, it takes a lot of work to do that. And so I'm sure you played for coaches who were just like, do it my way. And I don't care. <laughs> just, just do it. And then they've had coaches who it's been more of a two way street. And, and uh, that's just, like one of the best parts about coaching is being able to have conversations with players who are curious and want to get better. Well, you know who I, I had Patty Waugh for one year and I don't know if I told you this before or not. Like I remember uh, Adam foot would always tell us like, yeah, when those abs teams were Donovan or they were winning the cups, like he's like, yeah, Patty Waugh would always like speak up between periods, which is crazy for a goalie to do that. Right. Most boys are quiet, just focus on themselves. But like, like the way he thought the game, like he would kind of try to tell the guys like adjustments, you know, the way their team dumped a puck or neutral zone adjustments, ozone, D zone. But when he was coaching us, he was like kind of that first coach. And when you're younger, you don't pay attention to this stuff. So like I've had some really good coaches, but at the same time, it's like, I don't even know. I was so young. I just played the game. And I think as I got older, you come to appreciate uh, like good coaches that understand it. And my dad always harped on it. But early on in my career, I was like, whatever, I'm just playing the game. But I remember Patty Wild one time we were playing a team. Can't remember what it was. Like we ended up winning a game. Like and it was like afternoon game. We won like three two. And then after the game, I was like, "Hey, I got a question for you." I was like, "There's a certain play. It was like in the D zone. It was like off face off." And I was like, "Would you rather have me go here or here?" And he like saw the play and he's like, uh, "He's like, I don't, he's, I'll get back to you." And then like two, we had a day off. Next day we practiced. And then the next day he came to me. He's like, "Staz, I got to tell you." He's like, "I've been thinking about that for like two days now. Here's what I think." You know, it was just like something so little, but like the fact that like he kept thinking about it and it like drove him crazy to figure out like really there's no right answer. It's like this one's probably got a probability of like 60%. This one's 40%, right? So one might be a little better, but there was like no kind dry answer. But like the fact that like I questioned like, and then he was thinking about like two and a half, three days, like made me think like, oh, this guy's just always thinking about, about the game. And like, he's, you know, he never takes a day off. I think he's always trying to help out like his players because all he cared about was winning, right? And so if he could like, get the best out of me or get the best out of the team. That's really cool. That's really cool. I, I would love to see that play now. The funny thing, it was such like a, a little play. It didn't affect like a goal either way. So like it didn't matter, you know, it was just something I was like, I wonder which one I should have done. Cause I remember one time we were playing, I think it was Columbus. And I was like covering a guy down low, I was covering Felino down, down the wall. And, uh, I kind of like, he was going up the wall, basically like from the corner hash marks and he's kind of baiting me. And then like he was on his, and he cut back to his backhand and I tried to like poke him from the other side and he like beat me to the net. Like he got real low and like beat me to the net and they ended up scoring. 
And then like from that day on, like, I don't think I've ever gotten beat because he's always like, listen, he's like on that one. He's like, if anything, like you can play him, like play him middle, you can use your stick, but like never let him beat you back inside. If anything, let him go towards the middle. Cause then you're going to have, you can use your stick. You're going to have help from the winger and the D man. All of a sudden he's got to go with three guys. If like, if you let him go back inside, like beat you like towards the goal line, he cuts back. Like he's got you being everyone else is kind of like isolated by themselves. So it's something like when I'm covered, if I'm ever covering, you know, stuck covering with David or McKinnon, you're like, Oh boy, do everything you can to like kind of try to bring them to the middle. You know, like if they cut back, you're almost kind of waiting for it. You can already like play the body. You're almost like baiting them to go to the middle bit, knowing that you're going to have a little help. That's really interesting because that's not what most people would say. <laughs> yeah, but like it just you get beat once, right? Like you get beat once, and then you learn why, and then all yeah. of a sudden it doesn't happen again. And just sometimes in life, like you know, that's like you said, with bad things happen, it's just like it's a good learning lesson, and all of a sudden, like it's ingrained in your head. Does Vex know that he's on mute right now? I don't think no. so. <laughs> what a hot idiot I am. Um, <laughs> oh, it's true. Um, I uh, uh, I was saying, yeah, because if McDavid smokes you wide or McKinnon smokes you wide and then they cut in front of you, like you have no chance. But if you kind of, you know, overskate them and make them cut back to the middle, hopefully maybe a back checker is going to get them. They've got to shoot through you. Is that kind of what you're saying with that? Yeah, but it's almost like, it's almost say they're starting like from the goal line, say they're behind the net and they're kind of working their way up. Okay. Towards the hash marks. Yeah. Instead of cutting back like towards the boards. Gotcha. Trying to go to the middle. You know, uh, then, like, they got to go through like, that strong side winger. Right. Yeah, some help like, there. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. If anything, they're going to like, okay. If they're left right-handed, they'll probably go one hand on their stick. If they're lefty, they got to like, They'll put the part, puck a little farther away from you that you can't reach it, but then they're a little more vulnerable from the winger or from mm. the D-man that's kind of playing that front. Mm. Wow. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> that's a juicy nugget from a current <laughs> NHLer, guys. Check it out. Not a big deal. Love that. Oh, man. How, how cool is it, though, like, you know, having the ability, you know, obviously you had your dad who's a Hall of Famer, your brother played in the NHL. Um, just having the ability to learn from all of these really high level thinkers that, that, and, and, you know, you've played for a long time. So you've played with a lot of players that have, um, you know, just an unbelievable mind for the game coaches as, as well. Is there anybody really that sticks out that you've been able to play with or play for that has really kind of helped you? Let's call it with like the intangibles of the game, like just the ins and outs and, and just somebody that you're like, man, this guy's really, really smart. And, uh, and he's a guy I gotta be asking questions. Uh, no, I mean, like, I think a lot of times it's like the, the smart guys I gravitate towards because then you can talk to them. Like, like yeah. you said, you kind of gravitate to people that are like why people, because then you can pick their brains. They can pick yours where, other guys sometimes like you try to talk to them like yeah okay and then they kind of forget about it and you're like well you know if they don't want to know that they don't want to know like you can help people out like you said but if they don't want to like retain that information and use it then so be it that's fine i'm not going to like force anything but like i think when i got to winnipeg it was great whether it was like um like the first time around i got to winnipeg just being with wheels like i knew wheels just uh like through my eyes obviously because him and andy played together and then me and wheels played together like during the lockout in munich for a little bit but I didn't know him that well. I just, you know, we knew each other more through mutual friends. And then when I got there, like him and Shife, like, uh, you know, I, I like the phrase hockey nerd, you're like, what's a hockey nerd? Like they could both be ho hockey nerds and they're two completely different people. Right. Yeah. But like, just, they were both fun because like, they both, they both want to get better. So like there's certain things they'd ask me about, but then there's certain things I'd ask them about. They were working on certain things in their game, just based on whether it was working with OT or just whether they're like talking to other guys, 
but they'd always kind of like talk to other guys, see what the guys summer, see what they're working on and kind of always like, why are you doing this? Like in what situation would you do that? You know? And all of a sudden like kind of opened my eyes to like, Oh wow. Like just adding this or tinkering this kind of like made me a little better player. And as I've gotten older, like I feel like I've gotten way better as I've gotten older, but you have to, because the game's gotten that much more skilled and that much faster and you know, everything like, like the hockey mind's always there, but like my skating's like, it's always been whatever subpar or whatever. But like, I feel like from where I was 20 years old to now, it's like, I'm, you know, a lot more confident than I was, but you have to, because, you know, the players are that much better now. So you always got to keep up with them. But I think just those two guys, I think especially like, especially really like kind of opened my eyes to like, all right, you can always kind of work on little things. And it, it's nothing major. It wasn't like, all right, I got to do like a hundred one timers a day. It was like, it was like little things that they would just slowly do every day. And all of a sudden they just got better. and just became like a second kind of nature for both of them. That's so dope. And the key word to that is every day. I think like you guys just, it's your craft, man. Like that's, it's your paintbrush on uh you know, on a easel. You're, you're trying to craft your, your game as, as best as you can. And, and you can't really do that unless it's a consistent thing that you do every single day. And I'm sure you've seen, I've seen it, you know, coaching college and, and you guys have seen a lot of different people too. Like, and again, it goes back to the longevity statement. I mean, it's an everyday thing. I mean, being called an everydayer is one of the best compliments you can ever get from uh, a coach or a mentor or something like that. And, um, like I just, all the kids out there, it's really, really easy to like put a plan and get motivated, inspired and do it for like a day or a couple days or a week, or even maybe even a month, but for a career <laughs> or, or even a year, I mean, that takes so much planning that takes so much preparation that takes so much like just self-discipline. And, uh, do, do you think that like self-discipline is like a really big, I don't want to say necessity, but just like a really big character trait that you really have to have to be able to compete at, at your level. And not even necessarily for as long as you have, but just like, even for people that want to get there. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, uh, cause like you said, it's, it's like the stuff you do away from, it's, it's, or it's like what you, you don't do away from the drink rank, right? It's like, whether it's partying, like everyone parties, but just like you kind of pick your spots. Um, you know, like you go to weddings, you go to vacations, sometimes like when you're younger, you're like, you know, you got to work out five days a week and then the two days you can relax. And then you've gotten older, you've kind of changed like different habits, but you just like, you're always kind of doing something. And then I think, yeah, it's like I always kind of like I'm always going to bed at a certain time, you know. If it's like late, not the time of late, like sometimes like ten thirty, I'm like I'll look at my wife, I'm like holy shit, it feels like it's two in the morning, you know, because we're so <laughs> used to like nine thirty or something like that. You're up early, or whatever, but like yeah, it's maybe you're tired of the kids, but I think just because like I'm so used to like all right, I got a game the next day or I got a game in two days, and I got to catch up on the sleep I didn't have the night before because after a game you never sleep well. Right? You yeah. always, no matter what, like you know, for me it's like two and whatever if you go to bed at 2 a.m wake up at eight or nine like you don't get that good of a sleep so the next day it's like all right i want to make sure i have a good night's sleep whether it's you know if i want to have like drinks and go out it's like oh if we have two days or three days between games i'll be different than compared to if we have like one day or two days between games you know so it's just like i kind of always look at the schedule and kind of figure out what i'm gonna do from there and it's just it's always been like that for me and i think as i've go i've gotten older it's like it's an edge that you have to take care of. Yeah. You got to take advantage of it. Cause if you, as you've gotten older, the season's more of a grind. Then what happens is some people like stick to it and some people slowly kind of sway away from it, you know, whether it's their diet or it's working out or 
It's just how they take care of themselves. Cause it's, it's, you know, you're playing every other day. So eventually it's going to catch up to you. So hard on the body over time. Like you have to do these things. You have to. And if they become habit when you're younger, like Toph and I are always talking about, like it just makes it so much easier when it's like ritualistic or like routine. It's just like your second nature, you know? Yeah. You get used to it. Yeah, for sure. Like for me, it's like stretching all the time, but I'm so used to it now that like, um, like if I don't do it the next morning, I'm like, Oh, I just like, I feel a little stiff. I feel off. Yeah. Even like, even if I don't in the summertime, like if I have a long flight or something, just like moving, I'm just, I'm just so used to it that like, it's a good habit to have. And I remember talking to, uh, I was, I'm like best friends with Alex Keen. He's really close to Paul Korea and Paul Korea was always one of those, like, you know, he man growing up. Yeah, but like he would chew his food like thirty four. Chew times his food thirty four times. I heard, man. <laughs> he would never go up. He would never go up the stairs on a game day, save his legs. Like you know, what I'm saying, like you laugh about it now, but you're like, oh, this guy was just like attention detail dialed. But yeah. I heard like he was in St. Louis. I think they did. I think he was inducted in the Hall of Fame, and they had like a ceremony in St. Louis for him. And we went out to dinner, and he's talking about how he like uh, he's big into surfing, and he just lives out in I think Manhattan Beach or somewhere in Cali. And I was asking like, how nice is like, do you like? You don't have to do like dynamic warm ups or activate before anything. He's like, no, no, no. I always do it. You know, like I'm so used to doing it that even if I golf, it's like I'll still do like a little 10 minute warm up before I surf all the time. And I'm like, that's so true. Cause I do it before I golf, I do it before I do tennis, just because I'm so used to it. And then maybe you don't want to, like you said, you're, it's almost like preventative than anything. Cause the last thing you want to do is have some kind of injury, whether you're playing or whether you're older, because then nothing more annoying than just having something that you could have controlled before it happened. Yeah, 100%. And you just want to win at what you do. Like if you're playing golf, I'm sure you're not going out there to lose. If you're playing yeah. tennis, you're not going out there to lose to to your dad or your brother or your sisters or months or whoever, you know. So like, yeah, like you take better care of your body, you get better results. Yeah, but it's like it's it's like a diet, right? Like I think you get it could be hard and then or like any habit. What do they say? It's like I've heard two different things, but say one's like 14 to 21 days, like especially like when it comes to diet or you know, like, say you just, all right, I'm going to go no coffee for that long. Or I'm going to go no junk food or no sweets. Like it's hard at first and you just get used to it. And you're like, Oh, I actually do feel pretty good. And then you can, it's easy to keep up with it once you kind of get going. But you know, the first couple weeks or couple months are always tougher. And then all of a sudden I think you start getting used to it and you realize kind of dividends it's paying. Speaking of that, let's, let's ask some questions about what a current NHLer is like diet looks like. You talk about your diet, like other things that you make sure that you eat or are you like, oh, I just got to hit a protein carb veggie every meal. Or are you doing anything, you know, out of the box? No, I just, I mean, no, I like, I, like I said, I just try to like everything in moderation. It's nice because yep. my, my wife loves to cook. So it's just every night, like we cook, we do like cook, she cooks every night, you know? So Ooh. it's just, so she's always making sure that she's a vegetarian. So like, I don't really eat red meat too much anymore. And I just got whatever, like it is what it is. Uh, and I used to only eat like fish for a couple of years, but now I've gone back to like, I'll eat more chicken if I have to. And so it's basically fish or chicken, but same thing, like just try to switch it up just cause like, and it, even like after when I'm done playing, I don't want to be that guy. It's like, I have to eat these three meals all the time. You know, I just, that's where my dad's always good at like, you know, everything in moderation, whether it's red meat or chicken or fish or it's rice or it's potatoes or rice, like just keep the body guessing all the time. Is that is that good, Vex? Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. I'm, I mean, I just listen. I mean, it sounds like he's just eating, you know, intuitively. 
No, but then I'll do like those cheat. I like, you know, the rock on Instagram. He's got those cheat days. Oh, baby. Does he ever cheat? That's not even a cheat day. Like, I don't even know what you could call that. It's what does he eat when he cheats? Dude, is it like a million calories? A literally a million, like one million. <laughs> it, is a, it is a full million of calories that he murders on his cheat days. He does like sushi. He'll have like 60 rolls and then he'll pull out like 15 cookies that are like this big. <laughs> and then a pizza. It's crazy. I can't I'm like, imagine. I'm like if the rock can have a cheat day, just go ham on whatever he's eating. You know, it's like, whatever, I could do it. Because <laughs> you know what to say? It's like. You can eat whatever. It's like if you eat good all the time, one bad meal is not going to hurt you. And vice versa, if you eat bad all the time, one good meal is not going to change yeah, you. Ooh, ooh, wisdom nugget, <laughs> too. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I like it. Well, Saz, I got another question for you. And this is a question I've kind of been asking quite a few people. I asked it to Vex um, when we did our Ask Me Anything episode. You know, you've played such a long time in the NHL. The game has changed so much in in the time that uh, you know you've you've been in the league. But like, if you can go back and give yourself some advice as a younger player, you know we have a lot of young guys that that listen and girls. Sorry, uh, a lot of young people that listen to uh, the podcast that have hopes and dreams that uh, that you're living right now. If you can go back to like yourself, you know, even before you played in in you know college, maybe let's talk about juniors or even before that. What what kind of advice would you give your younger self? Yeah, that's tough because it's like, I mean, I feel like there's not much because anything that like I would want to change kind of made me, you know, I was forced to change because of that. So you kind of learn from those mistakes, sure. right? So it's like yeah. you have that mentality where it's like, you know, like you say, like enjoy, like don't take it too serious. It's a game and whether it's like professional or college or junior. But when you're that young, like everyone's always like that, no matter what. Like I tell these young kids the same thing that like my dad would tell me, but like, didn't for me click until I was like 30, you know, or even older. And I'm like, oh yeah, all right. It's like it's hard to change someone that young because everyone's thinking the same way. You know, it's like I don't know. There's like um that's a tough question. Just because everything I did was like it happened for a reason. Like I it was nice having my dad, obviously, and then my brother, because I kind of like learned from them, right? It's like yeah. my dad obviously was the most important, but my brother was was huge for me because he was only three years older. So he's just far enough where like I could see everything, but I was still like a ways away from where he was. So like in juniors, if like, you know, he messed up, like I would see it, like he wouldn't say anything, you know, if he messed up on the ice or off the ice or in college, I'd always see it. Cause I always kind of looked up to him. And then like, once I was going to college, like he'd always give me like little bits of information, like nothing too crazy, but like he'd let me fail, but he'd like kind of give me a heads up, like, Hey, be ready for this or be ready for this. Like, you know, you can sauce the puck in juniors at one mile an hour, but like when you get to college and when you get to pros, like they're going to bat that out of the air every time. Like you got to start like saucing a little harder. Like you got to bear down certain things because at the next level, like it's not going to work. And there were like little things that he probably doesn't even remember, but like, I'll remember stuff like that. Cause I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's a good point. You know, cause we skate all the time in the summer. So I was like really fortunate to have them, but, and we're like two different people, right? Like, he like two different personalities, like two different kind of players, but that's why it was nice having him in one sense and having my dad who's a little, you know, a generation behind. So he'd still tell me stuff that was relevant, like a big picture. Then it was small picture. So I don't know. Like to me, like it's hard having, like, I obviously have no regrets because I feel like you just learn from everything that happened. You know what I'm saying? Well, Tope said uh, one of the things was like, he'd rather, or he, he would have 
because we kind of did both. We said, what would you tell your younger self? What would you tell your parents? One that you said you would tell your parents to tell you was focus on nutrition sooner, right? Isn't that it what was, you said, Tom? Yeah, yeah. And then what was what was your advice to, to your younger self? I think it was enjoy it. Like enjoy it. And like, don't be so hard on yourself. Wasn't yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what mine were. <laughs> play more sports. Like how, I think nutrition? it was actually play your sports. Yeah. Like I think it was play up, more sports for me. I always laugh because you guys will like talk about nutrition now. I'm like, but back then it wasn't like that. No. Right. So- yeah. No. But I mean, like if you could tell your younger self something, because Toph was saying, because he ate like, like dog balls, like this guy was eating <laughs> chicken wings yeah, yeah. before USHL games. That's all he ate. Chicken wings. Like that's it. That was, yeah. that was it for like the whole day. Chicken wings. You know what those stats, like you kind of answered the question a little bit and it, it goes along with what we were talking about earlier, just like how important mentors are. Um, and, and learning from people who have kind of done it before you or learning from people that are just good dudes that, you know, have, have been able to accomplish some stuff. I, I like the power of mentorship is unbelievable. Like if you can find, and that's not just in hockey, that's like, you talk to people in the business world, you talk to people in other like facets and in other industries. Like if you have a good boss or a good mentor that like takes you under their wing, and if you're active in like seeking out their advice and you build that relationship it's so good for your development and, and for you to have that, like, you know, growing up with, with, with Vex, I mean, like with your family, um, and, 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 uh, and, you know, continuing on, I mean, that's just, I, I, I encourage every kid to like, take that to heart, man. Like find somebody who's done it, find somebody who's done the things that you want to do and, and just be a sponge, you know? And you know, it's funny. It's like, whether it's my dad or whether like Vex, like taste things or whether it's another coach I had, like, it's all repetitive, you know? And so sometimes you'll get sick of it. And as you get older, you're like, oh yeah, no, like each person probably has like so many things they can tell you. And you like, you know, you just, you listen to those and you remember those things. And another coach might tell you something else. You listen to those, you know, because they've probably been through it before. So they're not, they're not really bullshitting you. It's stuff that they've seen they've been through or yeah, they've seen firsthand. So sometimes it's, it's not a lot of, it's just a lot of it's repetitive. You always learn. And I think when you're younger, sometimes like, ah, you're kind of sick of it. And even now when I talk to my dad, it's like sometimes I'll still hear the same stuff and I'm like, but it's still relevant. That's why he probably says it all the time because it's one of the things <laughs> that like, yeah, no matter how old you are or like where you're in life, like it's always going to be important. Does so Pistol I, still grab you after games and just tell you like, hey, this play, you should have done this? No, he was always good. He was he was like, he was always calculated, you know, like, oh, yeah, like you, like you guys would love talking to him because like you are months or like your parents ever played hockey. So like when he talked to you about hockey, you guys were like, Oh, that was so nice. It's nice to have that. We're like, to yeah. me, I was like, sometimes I had too much of it. And I was like, Oh, this sucks. You're younger. But like, it was always, uh, like a couple, you'd be like, Hey, you remember, you know, a couple of games ago, this happened. And you're like, Oh, here we go. Cause like, I, I would know it's coming because like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Triggering. like luckily I can think the same way. So I'm just like, it's funny now. Cause if he'll say something. I'm like, yeah, I know dad. Like, you don't think I was trying to win that face. I was like, I, I just had to, <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> you know, like you can have like you can have ten straight games of like going ten and all in draws, and you have one game where it's like you're three and seven, and he's like, "I mean, I don't, I don't want to bring it up." I'm like, "Yeah, I know, I had a bad face off night." Like, kinda- <laughs> dude, one time we're playing soccer at Staz's. We were kids. We were probably in middle school, and and 
I was on his team. He picked me because I was fast, but I don't, I think it was my first game out there. I got sent to the kitchen with Dorina so fast <laughs> with, with Paul's mom. He's just like, get in there, go, go inside, go in the kitchen. And I was just like, all right, see you guys. He doesn't mess around. It's awesome. He's Were you just running man. in a straight line? Like banging oh, just people? Same as the ice. Yep. I, I tried to probably just run the goalie over, you know, just. Oh, Max Byer was like 70 pounds then too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Long strides, skinny legs. <laughs> oh man, no, Vex. He never had skinny legs. Yeah, not anymore. That's right, baby. Yeah, but it's it's. I mean, what what Tove said, like, dude, that's why we're doing this podcast. Like those wisdom nuggets from the people who've been there, and and it's so important. And the more the more time I spend with younger players, I'm just like, dude, soak it in from every older player, like soak something in like learn something from them like uh, some trial some tribulation some little trick some little hack something that you can there's something you can pick up from everybody who's older than you and like the more that you collect and then apply it's you're going to be so much better you know yeah you know it's funny you, you talk about that all the time like i mean i remember like when we were like younger like we looked up to like my brother the st louis thing guys like i never yeah. i never looked up to like an nhl guy i never yeah, like when you're playing video games or you're watching some games, like it wasn't as much on TV, you just watch the local games. But I never, like when I was younger, even like, I mean, I've said this before, like my dad did a good job. It's like, it was never talked about, like, I want to make the NHL. You know, you're just kind of like playing and it's like, oh, what's the next level? What's the next level? And then you're like the junior team in St. Louis. And we're like, oh, that'd be cool to play for the junior team. Right. And then like college. And then all of a sudden you realize like, oh, I could make it. Cause then you start having buddies that kind of sign HL dudes or make the NHL. And then it becomes a reality. But it was never like pushed down our throats ever. And I think for us, like you said, like as a mentor, as an older guy, like you don't realize like what young guys are listening to, you know, sometimes they, or a lot of times they're just watching. Like when I work out summers at DU, like, you know, I don't, you never know what kind of influence you're having. Cause a lot of those guys are probably more, they're quiet, shy, especially when you're yeah. older. Guy. But then like you'll watch some of their interviews or you'll hear some of their quotes down the road and you realize like, Oh, wow, you did have an impact on these guys more than you think. And I think, you know, those guys are always watching, whether or not asking questions are always watching. That's cool. I was on a, I was on the dad edge podcast, this guy in St. Louis, he, it's, he's blowing up. It's awesome. And he said the best lessons are caught, not taught like watching people. And I was like, wow, like that's, I think about all all that stuff. It's so important to have people like you around and Tof, like Tof's thing that he was doing in New York was the year the COVID hit, so they had to shut it down. Was like he was making all of the older players go and skate at the younger players' practices within his AAA organization, like once a month or once a week. I don't even know what it was, but I was like, man, like that would have been so cool in St. Louis when we were kids. Like you're right. Like I looked up to like the midget players when I was yeah. like a squirt and a peewee, and like I, I thought those guys, like, oh my god, did you see that hit Cam had? And yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> He's definitely not scoring goals, and and you know, just like so cool, like thinking back and how important that mentorship is and that's you know that's why Tolf and i do this but that's, that's well, especially cool. like remember triple a like we go to the tournament and like we're the 85 age group but the 84s are there we're like we'd be watching them we're like you know like we were their biggest fans you yeah know, one year older but like one or two years older but like or two grades older but when you're that young they just felt like they were just a whole nother level you know just like, giants yeah, yeah i feel like they all had beards when we were like 11 and i'm like <laughs> Dude, I'm waiting for my first pube. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, we did that um organizational weekend at Windy City last year. And yeah, uh, yeah I remember that. 
it was honestly like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. You know, we so had cool. older teams out on the ice with a shared practice with the younger teams. And then they did like a scrimmage together where they had their game jerseys on. We did like a fundraiser and stuff and just kind of having everybody all commingled together. And it was so cool to watch both the the younger kids and them kind of wide-eyed and smiling being um, on the ice with the older guys and like wanting to impress them, you know, a little bit. But then also seeing the older guys, you know, being on the ice with the younger guys or even like on the bench, like helping coach the scrimmages and stuff. I mean, that's really what it's all about, man. And, and like the life lessons, hopefully that were learned that day from be either being a mentor or a mentee, I guess you could say, like whether you were the older or the younger person, um, it, it just goes such a long way. And, um, and, and, and I think, yeah, it's not like the older guys were like, coaching the kids and telling them what to do. They were just being good dudes, you know, and, and that caught, not taught thing. I think that's such a powerful thing. And if Staz, you got two kids too. Like when Vex said that as a parent, I was like, Oh God, that's, uh, (laughs) you know, it's Uh, like, like, it's like they have mannerism just the way they walk. I'm like, Oh my God, he's starting to walk like me or something. Or it's so true. Like I remember my wife one time was like, she's like, when you're around the kids, you know, they're just, it doesn't even matter. This is like when they were like even smaller and just kind of like on the couch, she's like, she's like, get off your phone. And when, cause they're always watching you. So then they're probably like, Oh, if he's on his phone all the time, like if you're texting, it's one thing. If you're just like bored and you're scrolling, it's not that you do at night, you know, once the kids are down, if you're scrolling all the time, it's like, then they see that, you know, it also becomes like second nature. Like that's normal. Wild. Oh, it's, Wild. it's crazy. Especially when they like, when they say things that you say, I remember Lucy the other day, she was like, are you kidding me? Are you, she's three. She's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, Oh God, I say that a lot. Oh a no. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what else, else is she say? saying? That I say? yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, did she learn that at school or <laughs> no, that was probably me. And I don't know about you says, but my oldest is like me to a T she is me. And she just like brings out all of your insecurities as a person. You're like the things that she does that like rattles you. It's like, oh, I do that too. Oh gosh, you done that for me. Oh no. Oh no. And you're trying to get ahead of it. You're like, don't do this, don't do that. And you're like, ah, doesn't matter. And then she sees you doing it and you're like, crap. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. It is funny. It's like ours are like half and half, you know, like half things like my wife, half are like mine. But like my daughter, like, I don't know, if you're asking questions, she'd be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, God, who does that? And all of a sudden, <laughs> my wife's my wife's in law in-laws are in town, or my in-laws are in town the other day or last week. And my mother-in-law like uh-huh uh-huh and then like my wife Haley comes in you're like asking her questions she's like uh-huh i was like oh and there it is <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't notice it and then all of a sudden like, you pick it up and you look for it. it's like oh they got it from there something like so like subtle that's just like all right that's where they get it from that's, that's funny it, it it's funny but it's true and sometimes not very funny sometimes you just hit you, you're like oh no oh gosh that was me <laughs> but then that's fun because then you just got to be aware when you're around them you yeah. know, and that's why it's like, it's so easy to like watch your language around them, but just because you're so, like, you have locker room banter, you have locker room talk, and then you come home. And I think early on when the kids were really young, you still like drop these F-bombs or stuff like that. And now it's just like, you know, they're always listening. So it's just it's way more calculated the way you say things, the way you talk. For sure. For sure. I, <laughs> I remember. So I am the one that uses probably way more. In fact, you can attest to this. Like M never swears like yeah. ever. And I went on the road once uh, to coach for a tournament and I came back and Paige said the F word. And I was like, Oh, 
oh wait a second i don't think that was me <laughs> she it was 100 percent it was one of those like you know says like she was alone with the kids for like oh, yeah. you know three or four days or whatever and and uh i like and literally the first thing i walk in the door daddy 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 and then she's like daddy did you hear what mama said <laughs> first thing she says to me i'm like no what did she say she said, get in the fucking bath <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like what she's like fourth time and you know she's like you know when they're not listening all of a sudden just that like that's like the second time M's probably ever sworn in her life and probably the last time now and probably the last time yeah oh man but just so funny Hey guys, I want to introduce you to a new company called NordVPN that allows you to watch things from all over the world and also has an unbelievable security feature for you too. If you're bored of US Netflix, why not take it for a spin in the UK? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. There's no need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN can also bring it right to you. With over 5,000 plus server options, no show is out of your reach. Using our show's link at nordvpn.com slash think tank, you can receive a huge discount on a two-year plan plus one free month. NordVPN also has unbelievable security features that can help protect you, and they've doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there is literally no risk to you with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like, great. If not, they'll issue you a refund and you can pretend the entire situation never happened. Check out my link again at nordvpn.com slash think tank to get your subscription started today. Again, that's nordvpn.com slash think tank. Anyway, so Staz, I got one more question for you here, man. Um, I'm playing in Carolina right now. And I, I want to know, like you guys are one of the top teams in the league. It's it's getting to the the grind time of the season. Um, you got what? How many games you guys probably got left now? 25? Uh, probably 25, yeah. Yeah, yeah something right, right. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, gearing up for what's hopefully going to be a, a, a playoff run here. Um, I, I want to know what kind of that means to you and, and how excited you are to go on that journey. You're still looking for a cup here. You, you got a chance to, to do it, you know, take me through your mindset of just like how exciting that is and, and what it means to you to, to go on a run with a team that has a chance to do it right now. Yeah. I think that's like one of the reasons I signed here, you know, I thought like, there's a bunch of options, but like looking back, it's like you want to win and your role might be different, but in the end, you're like, well, you need, you need a lot of depth. You need a lot of luck to win. And this team's kind of, I think they're like every year they've gotten close, you know, they've taken steps over the last three or four years, you know? And so they added a couple of pieces and you're hoping that could be a difference maker, but at the same time, you know how hard it is and it, it takes health. It takes puck luck. And the crazy thing about our league is like if playoff started now, like you look in the Eastern Conference, like teams one through six are just like, you know, standing wise, they're unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. They just keep <laughs> winning. Like we keep winning and all of a sudden like Boston's still 10 points ahead of us. You know, like we keep winning, but New Jersey and Rangers are still right behind us because they keep winning too. So it's kind of nice because like it pushes you. Every game means that much because like if you lose a couple games next day, you could be out of it. And obviously home ice is important, especially when it comes to like a seven game series and matchups potentially, but uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be hard, but at the same time, like, 
like I said, like now that I'm older now that, you know, who knows how much I've left. It's like, I kind of enjoy it more and just try to have fun with it instead of like take it so serious. And, you know, it's the end of the world if we win or if we don't win, it's like cloud nine, if we win, you know, it's like you've been through it, you know, like how big of an emotional roller coaster it is just being through two rounds or three rounds. Like I've never done four, but at the same time, it's just, you know, if it happens, it happens. Like you're pumped. If it doesn't happen, you know, you gave it your all and that's all you can ask for. You know, it's just, yeah, I, like you always like, I all sound like a loser because I've never won, but you know, it's not like an individual sport. So you can be the best player in the world and not win. You know, is that guy considered a loser? Or you could be, you know, the 14th forward, you know, and win a cup. Like, does that make you a winner? You know, you tell me. Yeah. Like, as long as you, like, I, like, I always want to give myself a chance to win and try to be there in the long run. And then, like, in the first round, there's going to be two or three teams that are going to be disappointed losing the first round. You know, that could have gone all the way. And if you look at any of the past winners, like, they've gone through a game seven or they could have easily lost in the first round or they easily lost in the second round. Or a team that won the second round is like, okay, we got this, and it's a surprise loss. So it's just that's why like playoff hockey is so hard, just because it's it's like the matchups are one thing, but like the emotional side of like, you know, you, it happened to us, and it happened it happened to us in Winnipeg where we beat Nashville, and that was like our division rival, like the top two teams, and then we played Vegas, and it was kind of like, boom, 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 before we know we lost, and it was like, what happened? And then I felt like it happened a couple of years ago with Vegas where they beat Colorado, and everyone's like, oh, the winner of that's going to win it all. And then they lost in Montreal because it's like a whole different series. You know, you just, you just never know. And that's why it's, that's why, I mean, everyone says it's the hardest trophy to win, but when you're like part of that, you realize like, oh man, it's, it's the teams have won or teams have won multiple championships. Like kudos to them. Cause like every playoff round brings a different challenge, whether it's physically, mentally, or emotionally. So you have to be ready for, for that. And you need, you know, all whatever, 23, 20, 25 guys, you know, to help you win because there's going to be injuries and, different lines step up and you know one series your power play wins you a series another series your third line wins you a series another series your goaltender can steal you around so it just it happens like that and you've seen it enough and you just hope that you're you know part of the winning side so true man it takes a village it takes a village and and like me even being on the op side of what i'm doing here in michigan like it's even the it's not just the players man you know it's the video it's the video guys the trainer it's it's the coaches it's the people who are booking the track. I mean, it's just like, there's such a madness of, of making sure that you guys can play to the best of your ability. And um, man, it's just like, it's so cool. And that's, what's like the best part about it. You talk about being a team sport is like going through that battle with those players and seeing the players block the shots and play hurt and, you know, spending time away from their family and and sacrificing all of these things to, to achieve the same common goal as you. I mean, I don't know if there's any other thing that can make a high achieving athlete, especially for a team sport feel so cool is to be able to share that with, with guys. And then like, I guess I'll ask you the question too, for, for being in the league for so long, like how important is that? Like how important is that closeness? How important is that camaraderie? in the room as it replates or as it relates to, to winning and, and eventually be having a team that can go all the way. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, that's huge, right? Like I think the best things you've had, like, are the, you know, it's a good blend of like middle-aged guys, younger guys, older guys. And like, they all get along. The wives get together. They all get along. The management does a good job of kind of like keeping everyone involved because it's hard during the year. Like sometimes you don't want to do things, you know, but then single guys like don't want to sit at home. They want to do things. So it's like you sacrifice for them. They sacrifice for you. 
I think like winning, like when you're winning, it's easy. It's like, that's, you know, everyone gets to get, gets along, but I think when you have a close group, it's like when you're losing or when you're battling a little adversity, like the close guys, like, yeah, it sucks. But like, that's when like your group is kind of gets tested. And that's when you realize how close you are. Cause then everyone's like in it together, you know? And so I think like you, you know, we've been pretty fortunate this year, but like we had a couple of, you know, dry spells where things weren't going our way. Like it was a little, you know, a little tougher or whatever, just regular season wise. But you see the guys like, you know, everyone's still sticking together. Everyone's still helping each other out. No, it's like, all right, like, yeah, like you said, it takes, you know, a group of guys. It's not all on one guy's shoulder to like be responsible to lift everybody. And I think, I think it is important, you know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, during the year, that's when you build that stuff, whether it's in the preseason or during the season, whether it's team parties, whether it's just like, cause you're around the guys all the time, you know, once you get to like the guys and you're having fun, they're ranked. And also you realize like you'll do anything for these guys. And, you know, whether it's a big division game or come playoff time, like you see that. And I think uh, it goes a long way. And, you know, it's, I think it's, like you said, it's another important factor of like a winning culture, a winning team is just kind of having that brotherhood feel to it a little bit. It's all connected like a circle. <laughs> <laughs> Not a square. The circle. <laughs> Uh, I like it, man. Well, Stas, thanks so much for coming on, man. It was uh, it was great catching up here. I think a lot of cool things that uh, the listeners will be able to take with them as well. But, uh, dude, we're we're rooting for you. We're Canes fans coming into the end of the season here. We can't wait to to watch you go through that process again. And uh, yeah, we wish you nothing but the best of luck. And, and thanks for coming on, dude. This has been great. Thanks, Dope. I wore this for you. I yeah, I know. That. That's like uh that's a really sensitive thing with oh, the, with the one that I'm wearing. Yeah, but you weren't on, there last, you weren't there last year, were you? I wasn't, but it's it's still like that's these are my boys now. I I'm I'm with all of them. Yeah, last year's last year, you know, that's not your fault. It wasn't, it wasn't your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I had my guy. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting though, you talk about like um all that stuff because it is like tournament time's coming up. So this week we're actually playing your brother's alma mater this week for the last two regular season games in Notre Dame. And, um, it's going to be our senior night. So it'll be emotional for a lot of people. And then, uh, it's big 10 tournament and NCAA tournament the next three, four weeks. And it's, uh, it's go time, man. It's go time. Oh, I'll be watching. I'll be watching. <laughs> Denver's got a team this year too. They got a team, man. They started off on fire and then they lost a little bit, but then, you know, it is, it's just like anyone in the top 10, especially a one and done tournament. It's just, that's, in one sense, like it's so hard though, because you get down a goal and all of a sudden, you know, you play a team just blocks everything. And I've seen but, it, I've seen it. hole I've starts seen. puckering up. Oh, oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, we're down a goal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. But you talk about like the emotional roller coasters of a seven game series in, in college. Like it's the emotional roller coaster of one game. So when you hit those low, like that even tests your togetherness even more because uh, maybe not even more, but yeah, certainly yeah. to a, a, a heightened extent, because yeah, you do go down one goal. It can go one of two ways. It's we're together. We're going to get the next one or it's oh, like what you said, but like, Oh boy. Oh, oh we're boy. in it. Uh Oh, <laughs> and you know, like the first 10 minutes, it's like, because you only play them once. Everyone's been waiting all week. So everyone's just going as hard as they can. So it's like, <laughs> All right, let the dust settle. But then if you're down a goal or two, it's like, all right, now we got to start pressing or how's this going to work? You know, it's like, I feel like the best teams find a way to like kind of stick with like the game, which is hard to do. Like when you're down a goal or down two goals, they stick with the game plan. It's like, hopefully they get a power play here. Or hopefully they get a break there. And all of a sudden, 
you know, come third period, you're down a goal or upper goal. Then the other team's kind of sitting back, like just staring at the clock all the time. You got to keep your composure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on fire tonight. (laughs) I'm on fire. I studied before this. I went through my DVD wallet. (laughs) Uh, People will never know that. eh? (laughs) Oh, unreal. Stats, good stuff, man. Thanks so much for coming on. And uh, we'll be checking in with the Canes. We're going to be Caniacs here, right, Vex? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Keep up the good work, guys. Want to listen to (laughs) Thanks, Stats. All right, see you, boys.